Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. We move over now. We'll take a look at the Utah Jazz. I don't really know what to do with the Jazz, like from a betting standpoint. Last year, high expectations, and they were damn good. I mean, at one point, they were the best offensive, efficient uh, rated team in the league and defensively as well. Every year, I know, actually, like the last three years. (laughs) Yeah. But an epic collapse in the postseason, in the playoffs, and uh, they got knocked out. They didn't really do a whole lot this offseason. They bring everybody back. You expect Donovan Mitchell to be fully healthy, and I guess that that's like the biggest addition that you can get. You're not excited about the Hassan Whiteside signing? You know, Hassan Whiteside sucks. Not he really, sucks. are you? And everybody talks about, oh, don't don't talk about who they are, but what they do. No, I'll tell, no. You, I'll tell you both. Listen. Hassan is not a good basketball player. He's not player. a good basketball player. He's not a good human being. He has no drive. He blocks some shots every third or fourth game. Then he gets, listen, I knew when Portland Trailblazers just made that trade and we got him. He was not going to get any money after that that contract he was over. He stole that. He stole that from the Heat, and then he continued it. And then he got the veteran minimum, less than the veteran minimum at one point. He was getting paid like he was getting paid eighteen million dollars a year at one point. Now he's getting paid like eight hundred thousand. Well, Everybody loved him he too, got man. Maxed out down got in Miami. It's crazy. Out. After that, I've never seen anybody drop off so fast off the face of the earth. It was Seriously, it, seriously, it went. It was like he was like playing in like 1998, and it was like, okay, this guy could rebound, he could protect the rim, and then all of a sudden, it was like every center was so much more talented. It happened, and very their fast. skill sets were so much <laughs> different. It was like Jokic, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're looking at this guy who really can't do a whole lot. Uh, so no, I don't love that pickup. Their win total is 52 and a half. I wouldn't play that either way. I could see them winning 54 games. I could see them winning 50 games this season. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe using a little bit more load management. I feel like every year they're always burned out going into the playoffs and beat up. And truthfully, the fact that they have their role in the same team out is not a function of a lack of want. They want to change this roster. Right. There's been multiple think pieces written about that the Utah Jazz are not happy with the fact that they have They've got uh, Bo- Bojan Bogdanovich on the roster, and he's getting paid a boatload of money. He's They've good, got though. Joe Ingles, but these guys— All those players are good, man. They like- are good, but the problem with the Jazz is that those two guys are taking up a ton of cap space, mm-hmm. and what the issue for the Jazz is, is that they are not able to defend teams that can drive and kick. If you have a good three-point shooting team that can also slash, Joe Ingles is starting to get a little long in the tooth. He's not able to rotate over, and neither is Bogdanovich. And then the real elephant in the room is the fact that Rudy Gobert is Defensive Player of the Year and it was absolutely exposed in the playoffs yeah. for not yeah. being over, able to rotate over as a defender. Right. Like, he is your Achilles heel. So I do think... not put any money on them to win anything of note. Yeah, they're sixteen uh, plus sixteen hundred to win the title. No, it's, thank it's you, sixteen n- to one. They're not going to win the title, but I will say this, especially in a Western Conference that has gotten weaker, not because of skill, but the fact that there is a lot of availability questions across a lot of the Western Conference powerhouses that we're used to seeing. One thing that is very underrated heading into any NBA season or any season across any sports is the fact that camaraderie. Um, having team chemistry, like all that really matters, especially in the NBA. Like if you've been with the team for X amount of years, that's why it's so hard. Even when you have like these super teams that come in with a lot of big time names, it's hard for you to come in and just put together a team on paper and winning your first year as you play together. You have to have some time together. This team has really played together for a very long time. And even look at the uh, the Mike Conley era there. Mike Conley's era, especially that pairing with him alongside Donovan Mitchell, but that, that, uh, that pick and roll that he developed with Rudy Gobert, 
That's still in this rawest form because of, oh wow that's a fumble. That's still in this rawest form because of the fact that Mike Conley's availability has always been up and down. You didn't really and see And that's going to continue to be the case. But I I mean you can say that I guess, but I mean I I wouldn't you you have to feel those things out, but all I'm saying is last the he second, played 51 games last season. Yeah, he was. He actually was played, the healthiest he's been last year. Played 47 year. games the season before. We, I know, but I'm saying yeah. last year. He was he, the healthiest he, for sure. He was the healthiest he had been since joining that Utah Jazz yep. team. And with him paired with Rudy Gobert, that pick and roll, they looked so good in the second yeah. half of the year. But the, the biggest downfall was Donovan Mitchell starts getting hurt out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, and Rudy then, Gobert and Mike Conley well, started to play Mike, together. And then Mike Conley got hurt again with a hamstring He got injury. hurt at the yeah, end, too. But yeah. like, and it's like they always just play back and forth with who's going to be available, who's not yeah. going to be available. I think this year I would take the over in their win total sim- solely because they're coming into an after an offseason where they are fully healthy. They have already played with each other. They have a, a Even if we talk about the – the little nitpicky things that we talk about with their defense, that's championship-level stuff. That oh, you're no, 100%. Have to, you have to be able to do. But their, team, their right. team defense and their total defense in general is probably top five, top three, Absolutely. maybe top two defense in the NBA. So they've been together before. They know each other. They have a really good system on both sides of the floor. I would take the over and win this total. Might we'll play anything on them to win. Actually, sure. you know what? You might have – you might – you might. this might be the year mm. to sprinkle something on the Utah Jazz to win the championship simply because of the fact that we have a Lakers team in the year one who looked terrible, of course. Also, also they're, they're an older team right now. We could talk about entries and all those things that happen, but I still believe in them. But other than that, everybody in the other – everybody else in the West is pretty – Middle of the road, average looking. Like, and that's the thing. So it's going to be about depth. It's going to be about chemistry. And it's going to be about health. And I think Utah right now, they check all the boxes. Even like a Denver team. Like, we look at the, the yeah. teams that are always good, that are, we always talk about this might be their year. Like, this actually might be the year to sprinkle something on Utah because of the fact that the West has gotten significantly worse. And this is probably going to be the first full season, healthy season, at least coming in, where we see Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley and the rest of the cast of characters. Yeah, I think that this is not – I wouldn't sprinkle any money on them to win anything of note, but I think the thing that you said that was so right is that this is a very good regular season team. Yeah. Like, the Utah Jazz are a monster in terms of a regular season win total team. I would expect for them to be able to do the exact same thing that they did last year, which is also, if you're a better, just – which uh, I would assume that you are. Like, if you're betting games and games and games and trends. Like, the Utah Jazz, I think, will, again, be a monster against the spread, especially early on when Vegas really does sleep on West Coast teams, especially teams that are small market teams like Utah and Denver and Portland. I wouldn't bet against – I wouldn't bet for Portland. But Utah – like they take the most amount of threes in the league, and they they're, hit them. And they, they hit, hit Clarkson them. almost averaged twenty points Jordan last year. Clarkson, like he's the ultimate fire fl- uh, flamethrower. Is what they call yeah. him. It's crazy. Jordan Clarkson is an absolute bucket. Six man of the year. Just he's going to continue to get his. You know he's going to continue to get his. But a question for both of you guys: What teams in the Western Conference right now, heading to the season, are definitively better than the Utah Jazz? I think that the Phoenix Suns would beat the Utah Jazz in a seven-game series. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the Clippers, even without Kawhi, based around how that matchup looks. You take the Clippers without Kawhi over the Utah Jazz? Yeah, just because of uh, the coaching and really the the ability. But a great coach. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that the ability that Tyron Lue has shown to have lineup flexibility, all of those guys can shoot from the perimeter, and then they have a bunch of guys that can slash. And you see that that exposed the Utah Jazz, and they weren't able to rotate over. I think he'll continue to use that time and time again because that's the Achilles heel of the Jazz. If I was, uh, if I were Quinn Snyder, and I and I saw 
Like, that's Los lateral. Angeles Quick, Clippers. Quickness. If I saw them, the Los Angeles Clippers in a playoff series, I am literally running Conley, Gobert, pick and roll until my freaking feet fall off because there's nothing <laughs> that that small team can do right. to stop that. I don't care. And then I don't care if they send Rudy Gobert to the line. Bro, we can work inside out every single time. Yeah, the question is really how are you going to keep up with the, the offense, you know, for the Clippers, right? I, is it going to just be – trading buckets all night long and then just waiting for someone to miss. I don't know. I got to be honest. Like I don't really, I'm not going to play the jazz to win the finals. Right. But if I had to pick a team from the West, like you just asked, I'm looking at the Suns. I mean, they're right there. They're 15 to one. The jazz are 16 to one Clippers. Same thing. If Kawhi's healthy, that's who I'm playing, but it's probably more like eight to one, nine to one around that price. But I would probably play the jazz 16 to one and feel more confident and better than I would taking the Warriors nine to one just because it's yeah, like, well, sure. what did the Warriors add the besides Warriors, just clay? We're but I love talk the about Warriors. Them later, yeah. But, but that is, that is a bonkers line. Like that just shows you that Vegas is, they believe in Steph Curry. They're banking man. on people is, want to bet on, yeah, on they're Steph literally, Curry. You know yeah, what I mean? They're moving in right. the direction that the public moves and yep. there is no more delusional fan base that bets money on things that they have not seen uh, come to fruition in many years than Warriors fans. Warriors right. fans, they have, we believe, like Ted Lasso, sprinkled on their kitchen like counter. Yeah, because like if you look at the, both the rosters, and again, the Jazz are boring as that hell, all right? Sense. Like the Jazz are just a boring team. And I, yeah. I actually, like I like Donovan Mitchell. I don't love watching Rudy, Rudy Gobert play basketball because it's kind of a boring product, like especially in the All-Star game. He's awful. But exactly, but like... You look at these teams on paper, and it's like, man, if anything, the Warriors should be 16 to 1, and the Jazz should be and 9 I to agree. 1, maybe 8 to 1. Bring it back hey, to that roster. And the, I said all that. Oh, everything I said is exactly, you just, you just brought it to full circle. I said all that to say exactly what you said. They should be the third favorite team if we're talking about anything. They should have the third best odds. They should have better odds than the Golden State Warriors to win the, to win the NBA. Uh, in finals. the West, who do you, who would you, if you were going to make odds for the West, who would you make it for? Like, what would be the top three teams that you would give odds to? Uh, you have to put the Lakers up there. Yeah. The Suns. Probably Utah right after them. And then number four? Clippers? Um, who else do we have? I don't really believe in the Clippers this year. What about them? I mean, I don't like the Mavs, but I would say that what the Mavs were going to do to. I would probably put the Mavs right ahead of there. the Clippers just because Luka is just. I think Luka has more top end talent as a basketball player yeah. than Paul George. I need to see like two weeks of Porzingis. But da- yeah, Dallas actually stinks, though. So you're banking on Luka. That's a, it that's was just so crazy how he Warriors was thing. able. It was so crazy how he was able to almost single handedly beat the Clippers until, you know, Kawhi went full cyborg. Yeah. Yep, and there were some there were some lapses and stuff, and obviously Luca looked. They had no three point shooting outside of um, not Reggie Bullock, which they have on the team now, which is awesome. But um, uh, Dorian Finney Smith was their only three point shooter. It was yeah. him and Luca, and Luca was not a great three point shooter last year. Also, he accounted for like ninety five percent of their basketball. On remember on when offense. the world tried to tell us that Josh Richardson was a three and D guy? That was a joke. Josh was Richardson is gonna. Oh, you know, him, you know Tim Hardaway Jr. We he didn't was talk about hitting him. threes. How much money did Tim love, Hardaway Jr. get all of this it. A lot he, of it. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is gonna make more money. Has made more money than any of us will dream about. And that's crazy because he has gotten paid big contracts from New York. New York drafted him, let him go. They brought him back for think, a, a, a higher number. It's crazy. Do you think that Tim Hardaway Jr. like thanks Chris Stapps Porzingis oh, like yes, on the daily? Like sure. you got me out of that place and you got me paid again. again. Like I was a sprinkle in. I was a throwaway. I was a piece with you, the larger piece. I was the amuse-bouge to your salmon entree. And now you are the Brussels sprouts, and I am the salmon. Yeah, he owes uh, him a lot of that. Right? 